This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 166, Movement, Minecraft, and Modeling. Hi there, and welcome to session number 166 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a super long hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So before we get into anything, (laughs) I would like to invite you to join me live on Facebook on Mondays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we talk dance life and business. And because of this episode being late, I've already done the one for today, which you can check back. It's on, oh, my experiences with some dance teachers this past week and getting frustrated. (laughs) And my awesome photo shoot that uh, was a dream come true, actually. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in this session. But movement, Minecraft and modeling has to do with this and my son winning the Minecraft competition put on by Nickelodeon hit not only him is the whole Los Angeles shockwave team they're, they're called Los Angeles shockwave so some things I learned from that as I've gone through the different games that he's been involved in in the last couple of weeks it's a very short season but very cool to observe and I I still don't get the whole game thing but whatever right <laughs> so anyway excited to share that and then I'm going to change things up a bit we're going to get right into the feature presentation But I want to change up the segments. So I think I won't do the segments every other week, I might do maybe one or two alternating each week, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with the interviews every other week. As you can tell, the last couple episodes, it hasn't been interview based, like uh, every other week, it used to be interview based. But I think I might be veering away from that and just maybe have an interview a month thinking about that, not sure. But if you have any comments on that, I would welcome them and would welcome your feedback. So I really appreciate that. So let's get into movement, Minecraft and modeling some tips and some insights I got from first of all, with the Minecraft competition. And then uh, I I guess I could call I wanted to keep the M theme, (laughs) the M letter in my title. So modeling for this recent photo shoot that I did that was so much fun. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Joey Cooper, Artistic Director of Twisted Elegance LA, Faculty Educator on Jan Fam The Movement, Executive Artistic Director for Boogie Zone's Developing Next Artist Program, DNA, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Movement, Minecraft, and modeling. You would think that these things don't go together, but they do. And I have some insights to share with you on my experience with my son participating in his first Los Angeles Shockwave Minecraft tournament. They competed against other teams across the country. And this is their third year of winning in a row. And he's very excited for the next season. It's a very short season. So for parents, I think it's it's really good because you don't have this long commitment and these multiple practices and stuff. But my son's very passionate about Minecraft. And 
it's really cool as a parent to see your child excel at something, but also be really passionate about it and excited. And so that really warms my heart. And it was great to have my dear friend, Lisa Castro, come with her kids to watch him. It meant a lot to my son and for them to want to join this league for the next season. And it's great for parents because it's not a long season. I think it's like five or six weeks. And so the commitment level is not, is not very extensive. So with modeling, it's just even weird for me to say that because I was uh, in a photo shoot recently. And it was always a dream of mine to do an artistic fashion type photo shoot where I could be girly, even though I definitely am not a girly kind of girl. I actually don't really like flowers unless there's specific types of flowers. And, and um, I'm just not a frilly type of girl, if that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, my my uh, photo shoot experience was great too. And, and a dream come true, because I never thought that I would be in a position to be even asked to attempt something like that because of my self image body issues that I had been battling for so long. So anyway, let's get into this session. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go right into it just because this session is late, and I'm going to switch things up. And of course, I welcome your feedback on what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. I'm open to all of it. So anyway, so movement, Minecraft, and modeling. So with Minecraft, we noticed at the end where they put the top scores on the leaderboard of the teams and individual, that even though this team didn't win, they had a lot of the majority of the top individual scores, this team from Dallas, the teams from Dallas. And I thought that was really interesting because as individuals, they were able to score a ton of points. But as a team, collectively, they didn't win, obviously. So in your business projects in dance, if you're working on a choreography project with other people, with anything, you need to determine whether it's more important to have the individual efforts, which it is important anyway, right? But collectively as a team, is it better to focus your efforts on being cohesive as a team for the greater good. And so it made me also think of individual sports like golf and like tennis, although tennis has also the doubles, but, and there are teams that play in golf, but you can control the individual effort you give, of course, as evidenced by these high scores from this uh, team in Dallas or these teams in Dallas individually. However, they didn't pull it together to win as a team as a city. So I thought that was very interesting. And it made me think again, okay, so you need to determine how much effort you're going to put in and is it going to is it going to be for the betterment of the team as a whole. So you need to determine that and figure out where you can best expend your efforts. Number two, as the car is driving by and it's noisy. Okay, you might be able to hear that. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see if we can edit it. I get distracted quite a bit sometimes. Okay, practice. Do you work on your weaknesses or do you work on your strengths? My son, the last two weeks, there was a game within Minecraft where he didn't do so well and it wasn't really his strong suit. So what did he do? He practiced on it because it wasn't his strong suit and he wanted to contribute to his team. Now, you'll hear different things about work on your weaknesses and work on your strengths, ignore your weaknesses and work only on your strengths, because you want to amplify what is already good. I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on what your end goal is. Like for me, 
a good example of that would be core strengthening or abdominal strengthening. It's so funny to talk about this stuff because I always had misconceptions about core training and strength training before I got back into into dance. And so much information has changed, just like with anything. Oh, sugar's good. Sugar's not good. Fruit is good. Fruit is not good. You're going to get fat from eating carbohydrates. You're not going to get fat from eating pasta, et cetera, et cetera, right? (laughs) It can get overwhelming. But um, one thing with the core, if you're weak in your core area, you're going to have a weak back. So you want to work on your weakness. You want to work on a weak core area. And, And I don't mean just aesthetically that I think the aesthetic part of it is a byproduct and it's a serendipity if that's what you're going for but that's not the goal I don't think it should be the goal I think it should be functionality and health so and I didn't think that before way before I I thought it was all about the aesthetics but if you have a strong core if you have a weak core now and you work on it and get it strong it is amazing how much you will feel great first of all you will have greater posture you will have greater, better posture. You will have less back pain. You will be able to uh, to do a lot of things more efficiently and more with ease. For dance, it has been huge. For yoga, it's been huge for me. And so I worked on my weakness, which was my core. And when my trainer started working with me, oh my gosh, he had me do these side plank, not side planks per se, but it was more like walking with my hands and feet across the floor and the kind of like walking like Spider-Man or climbing like Spider-Man. I was sweating so much and hurting and I couldn't hold my body weight up very well. I mean, I could, but the thing is he challenged me so much. Every time I thought I reached something, I did, but then there was always the next thing, (laughs) which I really appreciate. I love that. I love a challenge, but I had to work on my weakness. So you need to determine, okay, what is the purpose if you're going to work on your weakness? What is the purpose if you're going to work on your strength? Some weaknesses are not worth working on. For example, if you're not good at building websites, you have no passion for building websites, why are you going to learn how to build websites? Get someone that's even that's better than you that enjoys it, that will be happy to do the work and pay them to do it. So that's another thing you have to determine what it is that is the end result that you want on whether you work on a weakness or a strength. Number three, with um, Minecraft specifically, is noticing the attitude toward commitment. Now, this is just from the periphery. There were teams that were missing members. So there, there was a number of four member teams. So there's A, B, C, D, whatever, right? And throughout the weeks, I noticed that a bunch of them were missing. And even for the final tournament this past weekend, there were several teams that had people missing. So for whatever reason, they didn't think it was important, maybe something happened. But it reminded me about having an attitude of commitment. And what are you committed to? If you're passionate about something, you're usually more committed to it. So what is your attitude toward what you're doing toward your choreography project toward your business project toward working with certain people, etc. So it was interesting to watch that I was I was in the theater looking around and I thought, these teams are missing people. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? And still they still did great because the people that were there were committed to winning. So that was really cool to watch. Number four, I got to thinking about movement patterns because in Minecraft, like I said, I don't get a lot of it. And the times I have played where my son has tried to teach me how to play I get dizzy because of the constant back and forth in and out of different buildings. If I'm 
talking about it correctly. And the constant moving gets me kind of dizzy. My 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 senses get kind of overloaded and, and the, the things that you have to get to destroy stuff and, and the other team and that kind of thing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it got me thinking about movement patterns, because we get so used to moving a certain way in dance, especially if you're used to a certain style, if you are used to doing, again, like the with the ab workout, if you only do one type of plank, or one type of core, your body gets accustomed to that. So you need to break out of that. And so with movement patterns, it's really important to have a variety of movement patterns. Now, I'm not saying that you have to work out excessively or anything like that. But notice where you're comfortable and see where you can get uncomfortable a little bit and see how that changes your perception of movement. It's it's also like, um, I used to get really nauseous doing floor work in dance class, rolling around. I, it really I had to sit out and oh my gosh, I thought I was going to throw up. But I'm a lot better now. The floor is my friend now because I've been doing yoga and been doing different approaches with doing floor work, and I've gotten stronger. And that's a big thing, too, is because I've gotten stronger, I'm not afraid of the floor. So movement patterns in dance, and then in also in your day, are you comfortable doing something? I'm all for being predictable in certain aspects. But also, I'm definitely for kind of testing things out and seeing what changes in your perspective. So movement patterns in Minecraft, oh boy, <laughs> and in dance. And also with uh, the modeling, the photo shoot, I had to be adaptive to my movement and even get uncomfortable with some of it. Oh my gosh, there were some things that I was not comfortable doing, but I did them because it was for the artistic good. <laughs> That's what it was for. But it was it was awesome. I'm so glad I did it. Movement patterns. Okay, number five this relates to it too. be willing to be uncomfortable, putting yourself in new situations, moving differently, taking a different style of dance or taking something that kind of piques your interest, but you don't know if you would be good at that good at it. I know people that don't want to try things because they know that they will be a beginner and they won't get it right away. And so I think that that's a disservice that you're doing to yourself if you're allowing that fear to stop you. Because you you just don't know. You don't know what kind of people you're going to meet. You don't know how your body's going to feel. If it's a physical activity, you, you just don't know until you experience it. So allow yourself to be uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to go bungee jumping. It's not what I'm talking about or something extreme. Although I know people like to do that. I'm really not one of those people, except I do want to do the Oh my gosh, what is it called? I'm, I'm picturing it in my mind and seeing myself doing it. Oh, gosh, it'll come to me. Anyway, so be willing to be uncomfortable. Small steps, big steps, it doesn't matter. Just do something. Number six, with seeing my son so excited about Minecraft and getting better at it and with his YouTube channel, and then, of course, with dance, thinking about dance, and then seeing the kids in Minecraft, it reminded me, again, that your passions are important, no matter how it looks like to someone else, your dreams are important. And I'm very much about this message, as you know, because it's part of you. It's part of your makeup. It's what gets you excited. And who doesn't want to be around excited people? Who doesn't want to be around passionate people? It's really boring to be around boring people. <laughs> so your passions are important. So honor that don't allow people to downplay what it is that you're excited about, because that's, that's you, it's your own excitement, your own passion, and it doesn't have to make sense to other people. I, for so long, I downplayed what I was interested in, because I was trying to fit in and it did. And if I wanted to 
say that I was interested in something, it sounded superficial. Yet, the the goals that that um, were placed in front of me were very superficial, the ones that I thought were important and trying to impress people that really didn't care. And it was more about them than about me. So I think you need to honor what it is that you're passionate about, because it is important. Number seven, stillness doesn't mean that you're stalling. So with um, Minecraft, there were there were some moment, moments of stillness, There was a lot of activity on that screen, lots of intense concentration. But with the modeling with the photo shoot and with movement, movement can be still, if that makes sense. Stillness doesn't mean that you're slow, it doesn't mean that there's nothing happening. When you're still, you can get some of the best ideas. So you got to allow space for that. And then also with this photo shoot, there were times where I had to be still and hold things and I was able to feel different. Same thing with yoga. There is, depending on the teacher, there's room for being a little bit more flowy with your movement and dance. And then there are moments to be still where you can really get into what it is you're feeling. Just depends. But stillness doesn't mean that it's any worse than moving quickly. It doesn't mean that you're stalling. It just depends on the situation, but it can be a beautiful thing. I really appreciate you joining me. I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.